Hey, here's a statistic for you. 93% of hiring managers are having a hard time filling open source roles. What? 93%. That's an amazing statistic. You know what? Nobody knows more about open source, the business and the people involved and all of those organizations than our friend Todd Lewis. He runs the All Things Opens conference. And I asked him to come in and talk to us about this statistic from the Linux Foundation, about 93% of hiring managers saying they have a hard time filling open source roles and how you might be able to use the All Things Open event, which is coming up next week. It's coming up next week, friends. And if uh, you would like to be part of that, you need to sign up now. And the good news is we got discount tickets available for you and all those kind of stuff. And we're going to talk to you about that in this episode. But first, I just want you to listen to Todd talk about what's possible and some of the organizations and what the event is going to look like. And here's the thing. You can attend live. You can attend live in person. You can attend live on the Internet. But it is an incredible opportunity for you. It's all things open. And we have brought the cat what's in charge of that event. We got Todd Lewis with us. And uh, we're going to ask him about all things open. So hang out. So one more thing. Hey, this is Phil Yanov. And of course, you're listening to the podcast that we put out at Tech After Five. And this, once more time, is a recording that we did at Networking Over Coffee. So um, you're going to hear us talk about a couple of things and maybe even you'll actually you're going to hear some folks who are in the room with us actually ask a question. So um, this was recorded at Networking Over Coffee just this week. And now you should listen up. One of the things we're, we want to do is tell you about something that's coming up now very soon, but also about all the opportunities. And this is uh, why we've got Todd Lewis here to talk about all things open, which is not but a week away. All right, Todd, um, you got some new news for us and some ideas about stuff that's going on here next week. Talk to us about all things open and the world of open source. Um, so all things open. Uh, the events in a, in a week. Uh, programming starts um, on Sunday, the seventeenth. So we're just under a week away from the first day of programming. Um, I know I mentioned this, you know, a couple weeks ago, but <clears throat> we've got three days of programming this year. Um, the overall event is in a hybrid format, meaning we have in-person content. Uh, we're kind of coming back online from being virtual only in 2020. So there is an in-person component this year, which is pretty cool. Uh, it's scaled back, fewer people, uh, more distancing inside, of course. We have lots of safety protocols in place, uh, but then there's the virtual component as well. So we're going to live stream all of our content that's on site, which is pretty cool. Um, so if you can't make the in-person event and you still want to watch it live as it's happening in Raleigh, you can certainly do that. So we are going to live stream it. We're also going to record it and it'll be available after, you know, post-event for playback on our YouTube channel as well. So, but that starts on Sunday and we've got the inclusion diversity event taking place on the ground in Raleigh on Sunday. And then we'll get into more traditional, um, more technical focused uh, programming on Monday and Tuesday. Yeah. 
You know, the thing about this, Todd, and I mean, I think this is great, right? You've got it hybrid. So no matter whatever you're comfortable with, you can participate in, right? Here's the thing that I would encourage people to do. And I'm going to guess that you're in the same way, whatever distance you're at. If you can be there live, and what I mean by live is either that's in person or it's virtual, but if you're there when other people are there, there's this component of being able to connect to other people that you just can't get by watching the videos later, right? And I think that's just, that's an important thing that if you can put this on your schedule, if you can show up, whatever showing up means for you, but if you can show up, I think there's a lot of value to that. You know, there is. Um, we've done all we can to recreate the in-person experience, you know, because, you know, the biggest sort of, I guess, complaint, if there is one, maybe that's too strong, you know, a word. But, you know, about the virtual experience is, is that, you know, there's not enough interaction. It doesn't enable enough engagement. I've heard that virtual events need to be reimagined to um, allow more engagement. So, you know, by live streaming the on-site content, you know, it, it is the next best thing to being there. We have a networking lounge where we connect people. And you know, the good thing about a virtual event is you will have an opportunity to meet people that you never would have otherwise had a chance to meet. So we have a huge global audience. Uh, lots of people from all over the world will be joining us. They, uh, we had people, you know, 7,000 or so people that joined us online last year. And it, right. it was a, a very much a global audience from more than 50 countries all over the globe. So we anticipate the same this year. So again, it's a great opportunity to meet people with a similar um, interest, obviously around open source, open source software and technology in general. So you already have that in common, right? Something that you do have in common. Uh, and now we take the next step in, in actually connecting you to people all around the world too. So certainly an advantage of the virtual event. And you know, Phil, surprisingly, we have a number of people coming in um, from other countries that are flying to the United States just for our event. So they've eased international travel restrictions a little bit. We still have vaccine protocols in place and things like that. But um, a surprising number of people are actually traveling. We did not anticipate that. So that's something that's kind of caught us by surprise, but it's a pleasant surprise. Yeah, no, that's great. Hey, one of the things that you and I talked about before coming to this was the fact that there are just a ton of career opportunities. And I think right now, I mean, you know, whether people have called this the great resignation or what's going on, there's, there's been a mismatch, to be clear, in what people need and what people have been doing and so forth. And I think there's just a bunch of opportunity if folks are wanting to work in the open source space. And quite frankly, your event is one of the places to make those connections. Uh, you know, jobs are important. I mean, if you've got skills in the tech space, um, you now, you know, I mean, it's always been your time, right? It's, it's always right. been a great time for you. But, you know, I'll go a step further. Um, open source skills are super important. And again, I know I mentioned this before, but it does bear repeating, you know, uh, hiring managers are on the lookout for open source skills. They're looking for open source talent, even over and above general tech talent. So Phil, if it's okay, I'm going to drop over. I'm actually going to drop something from the Linux Foundation over in chat. And it's a link to a jobs report. It's something the Linux Foundation does every year. Now to get the full report, they do ask for your name and an email, et cetera. That's pretty common, but they do give you the high level findings on the page, on the landing page that the link links to that I dropped over there in chat. Right. But you'll see that of all the hiring managers surveyed, in preparing the report, 93%, 93 
um, had a hard time finding people with open source talent, open source skills. That's up from 87% in the year before. So, the, you know, we talk to hiring managers all the time. They're having trouble finding people with open source skills, both on the technical side, but also on the process side. So that's the way we have a tendency to think of this. There's the process side of open source, but then there's the technical side. So everyone's kind of familiar with the technical skill aspect of this, but they're not so familiar with the process side. So really interesting to me. Uh, and these numbers just continue to go up. And again, we consistently talk to hiring managers um, because we get the question, well, how do I differentiate myself? And, you know, admittedly, a lot of people on this call, they've been in the tech space for a while. They run companies or they work for, you know, large companies. They've got jobs. They've got those skills. Maybe they're not in the, out in the market. But I can tell you that um, if you want to elevate yourself and make yourself more marketable, uh, or if you're someone new in the space or new to the space, and you're looking for something to differentiate yourself, acquiring open source knowledge and skills is an immediate way to do it. It will make you jump off the page with hiring managers and it will immediately set you apart. So that's a message a lot of people hear me say frequently, um, but I'm uh, you know, a true believer because I've seen it and because we talk to people hiring all the time. Right. No, I think, I, I, again, why would I not want to be where people want the most? And obviously, listen, if open source doesn't light you up, then this might not be the thing for you. But <laughs> if you if this is the kind of thing that you find is interesting, and maybe you just need to dig into it a little bit, and you'll find out that wow, this was this was in fact the thing that would light me up. I just had never tried it before. Again, I got to think that all things open is just a great place to see what people are up to, what they talk about, um, what they are into, and of course to see the need, right? Because you've got people who are up there, and yes, there's some of them are giving technical presentations, some of them are giving process presentations, but they're gonna they're gonna be leaking out what they need because they need people. They certainly need people with open source skills. And that's right. the one thing in common. Even if you're in the virtual environment, we have virtual exhibit booths, right? We have people there that are hiring, looking for people with talent and skills, uh, and they're going to be there virtually. And then we have people on site that will be there as well. And all of them, again, that common thing, you know, really runs through every company that's working with us in every organization. They're all hiring and they're all looking for talent. So the question becomes, well, how do I get knowledge? How do I understand this a little bit better? Again, there's the traditional educational route, you know, um, two-year, four-year school, code school, et cetera. Uh, that's more on the the um, more on the technical side, and then on the process side, you have events like ours. So, you know, you can really learn a lot about the process and what people are looking for when you know I, and really what I mean when I when, when I say process. So, um, we've even set up a website to further educate you about what we mean by open source process, because that's what I get a lot too, Phil, is like, well, what do you mean by process? What exactly does that mean? I'm aware of JavaScript. I'm aware of MySQL. I'm aware of Linux on the operating system side. So, you know, I have a, have a basic understanding of the technical side, but you keep saying process, exactly what do you mean? And that's why we set up the website open source score Com. I think I mentioned that to you before, open source right. score. And it's a site, really just a survey, kind of a survey site. It's free. You can go through and kind of see what your open source score is and, uh, you know, what your level of, of, of process knowledge and understanding is and then how you compare to everyone else that's taken the score. Just a very quick survey, but it gives you a really good idea as to where you stand. And then again, um, even over and above that, what you might want to work on. 
some areas that you might want to gain more knowledge and maybe a little better understanding so that you can better compete and maybe, you know, better position yourself out in the um, mark, mark, out in the marketplace. Excuse me. Sorry. Right. Yeah, no, that's great. And we'll stick that link um, in there again. Um, yeah. Did anybody, if, if you have questions, could you just drop them in the chat? If you had any questions for Todd, something we could share along with him. And I know I should have told you this ahead of time, but here I am doing this thing. But if you got any questions about the upcoming event or all things open in general or stuff like that, you can stick them inside the chat room. Um, Phil, I actually and, just dropped that over in chat. If anyone wants to check out that survey and take it and see kind of where they compare. We've had about 250, 300 people that have taken the survey. This is still relatively new, um, but they can see, you know, they are in the X percentile of all the people that have taken the survey. It's kind of fun to know where you where you compare to other people around the world that have taken the survey and that focus on open source. Yeah. All right. Thanks for that. Um, so I guess, and I've gotten a, a one sort of, I got a question here came into me privately, but it, at this event, I mean, are do you have success stories that you can share? I mean, are other people been able to use this? I mean, I would guess that you're going to know these better than anybody because they're going to come to you and say, oh, I really appreciate you doing this because I did sure. this or that. I'm kind of curious if you had a story that you wanted to share in that. Um, well, I mean, we, we, we get success stories all the time. I mean, people come to us, uh, private emails, text messages, just when we see people face-to-face, haven't seen many people face-to-face -face recently for obvious reasons, but when right. we do, they thank us all the time. Um, we, we, I just did an interview with a young lady named Gret, uh, with, with an, with a media publication called Gretbeat. I'd never heard of it, frankly, but it's in the triangle. I talked to this young lady. Um, anyway, the bottom line is she was in school. She was a minor in computer science and knew nothing about open source, had no idea that she could join a project and begin to contribute and get a job as a direct result make a contribution. So she is now coming to the event. She is now um, pursuing curriculum and education in the open source space. And she thanked us profusely for making her aware of it. Now, she had called me to interview me for a story. So this just kind of came up and she, she really didn't even know the depths, really the details of what she was interviewing me for. Uh, she was just kind of, you know, assigned the story and she's told to do it. Uh, but then when she talked to me and she's like, my God, I had no idea. I really didn't understand the opportunities that open source can present to me and can make available to me. So she'll be there. She'll actually be there on site, not as a reporter, not as a journalist, but she'll be there as someone pursuing a minor in computer science at UNC Chapel Hill. And then she'll be there to get the education and learn more about processes, et cetera. But we hear again, Phil, from people all around the world all the time. And, and uh, you know, we've now been around long enough that we've done this for 10, 15 years. Some of the people that started out with us and attended some of our events all those years ago are now thought leaders in the space. And, and yeah. some of the m more well-known people in tech started and got their start at least to a degree uh, with us, either in Atlanta or in Columbia or in Raleigh. Those are the three primary areas. We've done events in other locations around the country and even the world as well, but those are the primary locations. And it's amazing how many people got their start in South Carolina, frankly, in Columbia when we did the event in Columbia. And of course, we still do the Open Source 101 series in Columbia, uh, but actually came to South Carolina, had no other reason to be there. And as they got off the plane, kind of looked around and said, what the heck am I doing in Columbia, South Carolina? But then after right. they attended the event, um, they couldn't believe it. 
they, they had a great time and met incredible people. They got the education that they needed that kind of got them on their way. So uh, lots and lots of success stories. And Hey, I, I'll say this too, Phil, something pretty cool this year, Adam Steltzner with NASA, the lead engineer at NASA, uh, that worked on the mission to Mars, the 2020 Mars mission is our keynote speaker. He'll be on the ground talking about how open source enabled the mission to Mars. So kind of cool. Um, we have a space theme. Obviously, when you log on to the website, you'll see different versions of astros and astronauts. It's been that way from the beginning. Space has always been fascinating to us for a variety of reasons. But this year we have, uh, again, the lead engineer at NASA that enabled the Mars mission, which is kind of cool. Yeah, no, that's great. All right. Let's remind them one more time about getting tickets because you can still do that. And I've stuck a link in the chat, but you can go to the All Things Open website and find those as well. Sure is, 2021.allthingsopen.org. And yeah. you can just go to register. The virtual event is free. The in-person is $99, but um, lots of scholarships and lots of free passes available, honestly. So we never want cost to be you know, an inhibitor or a reason that you don't attend. Um, and also, no, Phil, again, I, I do just want to, I guess, stress this point. Safety protocols are in place. It's not lost on us that, you know, COVID's still a thing. Uh, COVID yeah. is real and it is very much still a thing. It's still impacting people um, even as we speak. Um, so, you know, just want you to know that we're very mindful of that. We're not, you know, if you show up and attend in person, we're not going to cram you in a small room, elbow to elbow, sitting on someone's lap without a mat, you know, a mat and things like that. Everyone's going to be distanced. There's an indoor face covering mandate, just things like that. Small things that we're doing to an, ensure a safe environment. We want to keep people safe and we don't want to have, you know, we don't want, uh, the last thing we want to have happen is someone's health be negatively impacted because they attended the event. Sure. All right. I really appreciate that and appreciate you. And I hope everyone who can go does go because I don't, I don't know how you could have made it any easier, Todd. So if you're, if you're up for listening to some folks talk about open source and figure out what the opportunities are for you, I would recommend that you use one of those links that we've given you to go find a ticket to all things open and find yourself there, however it is for you. Thanks, Todd. Did Julie really have a question? Julie, I did, but can... I know you have your, your 11 o'clock time limit. No, I'm, so... I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Ask your question. All right. It's actually for Todd. Um, thanks, Todd, for coming on today. Uh, my question is, uh, I hesitated to ask when you were talking because I was afraid you already went over it. Um, but is there a way that high school students can get involved with what you're doing with open source? And the only reason, well, the main reason why I bring that up is because you talk about it being a differentiator in terms of, um, you know, talent. And so I wonder, does it make sense for, you know, open source to be introduced earlier on and have high school students just be exposed to that? It makes perfect sense. And um, uh, high schools, um, tech schools, code schools, two-year schools, they need to do more of it. There's, there's a sh sh um, uh, alarmingly little open source curriculum and education available out there right now. It's alarming. And look, I've been doing this for more than a decade, banging this drum, um, but schools, whether they be public institutions, private institutions, four-year call, it doesn't matter. Very, very few people. I don't know if they just, you know, I, I don't think this is so counterintuitive that it's confusing. To me, it makes perfect sense. But, it, you know, for whatever reason, people have been very slow to pick it up. So long answer to a short question. But the short answer is, oh, my God, OMG. Yes, high school <laughs> students should be learning how to do this and more about this. They should have a GitHub account 
They should be able to navigate around GitHub. They should be able to look at code. They should be able to contribute code. They should be able to, you know, they, they should be populating their own GitHub accounts and sharing their links with their friends and colleagues and their teachers and their teachers should be helping them do that. Maybe you need and to talk to the local schools. That's an immediate differentiator. If a high school student got a GitHub account and started to contribute code and even HTML, basic, basic stuff that would, they would jump off the page, any hmm. page, any one that they would immediately jump off the page. Interesting. And Thank very, you. Very, very few students do it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. That was a great capstone question, Julie Kunkel. You're good to have around. <laughs> I like you. All right. Listen, before we go, we're going to do this thing that we try to do when we can, uh, but we're all going to thank Todd for being here today. And what we're going to do is we're gonna, I'm going to give you a countdown, three, two, one. And when I do that, we're all going to say thanks, Todd, for showing up. So it's three, two, one. Thanks, Todd. Thanks, Todd. Thanks for the opportunity. Thank you. Thank you for being here.